Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 230. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? It's it's a pretty good night. It feels like Christmas. A lot of stuff going on with the Christmas spirit and spirits in general. Today was the first day I made Jaeger tea. Look at that. For those who are not for those who are not in the know, maybe we'll get into a little bit more in the under the rope or the apres today. We will get into it. There's a lot of apres going on. Let's put it that way. That's the appropriate appropriate spot for it. Well, I will tell you, I'm being I'm pre-grinching right now because last week we had a wonderful podcast. We were it was before Thanksgiving. We were excited. My dumbass, well. My ass was dragged to a Thanksgiving festival <laughs> or Thanksgiving with in-laws who we found out Sunday or Monday tested positive for fucking COVID. Yay. Seriously, this is why I say do not hang out with any non-skiers from November through May. Just cut them out of your life. Cut them out of your life completely. I feel fine. I feel wonderful. You know why? Because I eat goddamn liver chips. And what are the ingredients on those beef liver chips? I want to liver, know. It's liver and salt. That's it. That's it, huh? That is it, baby. But it's beef liver. So it's cow liver. Beef liver and sea salt. That is it. Look at these numbers. Look at these numbers. Know. Boom. Mad cholesterol. Cholesterol is actually good for you these days. Yeah. Look at that vitamin B. Vitamin A. B12. Copper. So much copper. So I went for a cholesterol test not too long ago, and they talk about good cholesterol, bad cholesterol, right? And I thought it ended there. No, oh no, it doesn't. They go by the size of the cholesterol, the quality. Like there's a whole bunch. There's middle cholesterol. Like. Somebody was telling me like their doctor told them to to take something. They said, stay away from cake and shit like that because it has sweet cholesterol. I'm like, what the fuck is sweet cholesterol? They're just making shit up now. Yeah. I'm like, it's fucking stay away from the sugar. How about that? They're like, oh, no. Well, the sweet cholesterol raises my sugar. Mommy cholesterol. Is there any impact from that? It's called sugar and carbs. Like it's. So my dildo brother-in-law to be. <laughs> and sister-in-law, they had it. Welcome to the family, Dildo. Brother. Uh, just like I, they don't ski, uh, they don't snowboard. They're useless. God, they're totally it. useless. So yeah, I went. So we took the family for a goddamn eight in the morning, holly jolly, festive COVID test drive-through. So it's. Just, uh, just, so this is you, your your beautiful wife, your beautiful little boy, who's how how old? Three-year-old son. And, and you're two tiny little baby. baby. Yeah. That's yeah. the last fucking thing you need. Yeah. Last goddamn last. thing I need. In this fucking yeah. year, this is the last goddamn thing I needed. But no, it just proves all my You're theories. Broken. You do not hang out with people who don't ski from November in, into May. I'll hang out but with we'll you see. in the summer. That's about we'll it. See how the, we'll see how those beef liver chips hold up, though. If the beef theory on the chips, beef liver chips. Oh, I assure you, I actually have two months supply, so I can eat these things every goddamn day, twice a day through my quarantine that I got to go through now. And I will be friggin' strong like bull better than ever. Bring it on. I'm not even afraid. I'm pissed off. I'm not even afraid. What would you do if they come out and they say beef liver chips can fight COVID 
and everybody corners the market like toilet paper on beef lip chips and you can't get a goddamn beef chip for miles. I will be selling these things for 5X what I paid for them is what I'm going to be doing. After 2020, I'm not going to freak out about anything because you know what? You hear something, you have no idea if it's true or not. They could say, hey, it's snowing right now in friggin' Jackson Hole and you can go there and it's just dry as a bone. Like you just... Yeah, nothing can be taken at face value anymore. Like that's how ridiculous the whole world has become. You go to Jackson Hole. Oh, we got two feet of powder, but we're also that lift tickets. (laughs) Oh man, this is like yeah, because you know somebody's gonna have that. There's gonna be somebody, unfortunately, that is gonna have that experience, and it's because of 2020. Thanks, 2020, man. Well, thanks, COVID. Thanks, thanks China. (laughs) China. Virus. Vagina virus. That's every thing time, too. Every time Trump, Trump says that, I almost think he says vagina virus. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what is he talking that's about? What's so goddamn funny about it? But that's also true. Like, look, fat Donald Trump beat COVID in like four days. Yeah. What the hell they friggin' shoved into him to, to Dude, get him rich. through it? He's rich. He has like the rich thing. Like, he can get AIDS and be clear. <laughs> look, look at fucking Magic Johnson. Yeah. He's like, this has to be coming to me in suppository form. It's like, well, sorry, Mr. President, it has to be. That's right. At least warm it up, perhaps. So regardless, I'm pissed off. I'm going to slow them (laughs) right off the rails. 10 p.m. coffee today. That's the kind of day it's been. Damn. I I ain't scared. I ain't afraid. I just got to deal with this goddamn quarantine, get a negative test result, cut out all non skiers and snowboards out of my life, and then get back on the goddamn powder in two weeks. Then 100% ready. That's the plan. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We're on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Ski Bum Podcast. We don't understand reels. We got to get some reels going on. Like, we need someone to explain it to us. Dude, we got to... Reels? It's for reels? Changing Instagram. Yo, man, it's for reels. I don't have goddamn time to learn about this. So I need someone, like... Again, we need more interns. Like, we need... We need an Instagram intern. That would be really handy. Dude, so if you we just got to wait it out. We waited out the TikTok phase. I don't know. I think this TikTok on the way down. Hold Facebook's on. on the way down. Well, like, what happened was so like Snapchat was a big thing for a while. And then Instagram pulled stuff from Snapchat. And then they added stories. And then Twitter added stories. Like they just, they now the reels is like the TikTok on Instagram. So they just kind of keep pulling from all the other things and putting it in there. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone wants to help us out, get our reels game stepped up we definitely could use that ski bum podcast at gmail.com hit us up help us out we need it obviously oh, yeah. you can tell if you're looking for some sweet swag we had some sales this week some people took advantage of it some didn't we'll have more throughout their holiday season ski bum podcast.com slash shop we got some dope swag here like this awesome shirt this awesome hat get some stuff for your man or for your lady everybody needs a lady wearing that swag that kind of makes it like nice. They're like, Hey, what are you listening to? I want to hear it. And then you could share that with your spouse it's, it's, or your girlfriend or your buddies, whoever. Exactly. What do we forget? Oh yeah. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate, subscribe us. That would be wonderful. And thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Mario, let's kick it off the way we always do. It's time for our pray today. Today's been a big operating day for me. I, I can't lie. I won't lie. God, so, quarantine at home bar hopping. Well, so my beautiful bride, my wife, 
my life partner, my wife, binary, my wife, <laughs> she <laughs> got me a while ago, like a month ago. She goes to Costco and comes back with, Hey Mary, look what I got you. I got you a freaking advent calendar of beer. I was like of German beer. I was like, you're the best wife ever. I can't drink every day because I got a lot of stuff going on and I want to work out and I got work the next day. So I don't drink every day. Contrary to popular belief or popular actions that I've had in the past, I don't drink every day anymore, at least. You're evolving. You're growing up. Yeah. So I decided to save up the advent calendar days and drink them all in one day. So look at that. Why have one beer a day when you could have seven in one day? Right. This is so, true. Luckily, we started in moderation. Exactly. So luckily, we started the week. We started the month. So I'm only up to day four, which is I have four beers on on deck. I went through three beers today. I'm going to post them on, but they're pretty good. I got to say the ones that I've had, I had a Flotzinger Hell. So that was day one. That was a, a Hellas. So if anybody hasn't had a Hellas, they're very good, easy drinking. Then I had a uh, first Carl Keller beer. Which Keller beer? What does a Keller beer mean? Doesn't Keller mean basement? It's like a basement aged. Could be basement aged. I have no idea. But it fits Bavarian purity law from 1516. So that worked out pretty good. That was a good A Keller beer is a type of German beer, a lager, which is typically neither clarified nor pasteurized. See, ah. term means translates to cellar beer, referring to its cool lagering temperatures. Dude, its recipe probably dates to the Middle Ages. Damn that. So I drank a middle-aged beer. It was great. Middle-aged beer. Yeah, there you I'm go. Middle-aged guy, middle-aged beer. And now I'm on my third one, which is menopause a... Beer. <laughs> menopause beer. It's a Kosley. <laughs> so it's a German Pilsner style. So the Hellas is light. The celebrator that I had was pretty light. And this one's a Pilsner, so this is pretty light too. So I'm doing pretty well with that. But today we got a Christmas tree. So we went tree shopping, and we're in Florida. They still send fucking trees from North Carolina like everywhere else. Do they charge like a lot more for a tree down there than they would somewhere local? Like 35 bucks. Same same thing. 35 bucks. Pick guy smoking. Like, pick anything you want on the light. <laughs> you know? That's like the same tree guy everywhere. Exactly. They clone them and they send them out all across the country (laughs) and they chuck it on your car. And if you're not careful, they'll fuck it up. But we just got a new car like two weeks ago, traded in the two for the one, the whole thing. I was like real careful, like putting it on the car. And then once it was strapped on the car, I'm like driving around trying to make the fucking tree fall off. (laughs) It's pretty fun. Like, did it fall off? Nah, that thing I had, I brought my own tie down. So I was ready to go in like in like two minutes. They're like, oh, you don't want this? No, nah, I don't want you fine. I got tie downs and I got a big ass bungee thing. I had everything ready. They're like, oh, this is cool. And of course I tipped them like, thanks a lot, man. I didn't have to do anything. I tipped. I'm like, Merry Christmas. Seriously. Mario Christmas. It's when you're trying to lose a tree, but it's a big ass tree. It's like an eight footer. I got to say, they picked out a whopper. We did the whole thing, trimmed the tree real quick. I got the saws all out, fucking boom, and uh, did that. And then I decide, you know what? The tree's getting trimmed. Tree's getting put up. We got a tree. Christmas is happening. I got fucking Christmas decorations everywhere. It's beautiful. It's a winter wonderland. So what do you do? I got to make Jaeger tea. 
So while I'm drinking these beers, I made Jaeger tea, which is pretty damn good. I got to say it was, it was a good batch. So for those this who year, are not, not familiar with what Jaeger tea is, I'm yeah, sure somebody so out it, there is thinking, is that just like a, like a jug of warm Jaegermeister? Well, the, the answer yeah, to that. Jägermeister and tea? Absolutely not. So it's like another version of Glühwein or Punch or whatever you call it. There's a lot of names for it, but it's made that's with like a, a hot sang- like, that's like a hot sangria kind of the uh, yeah like a mulled wine right mulled wine. in america go. for the gringos we call it mulled wine yeah <laughs> the um, non-initiated yeah but yeager tea actually has tea in it there's orange so it's basically wine usually red wine but i like using white wine and then today i just chucked in a little red wine there's tea in it so there's regular black tea, there's orange juice, but I cut down the orange juice and I use a little um, uh, tangerine tea is what I use today. Usually I try to get an orange tea. There is spiced rum and then liqueur, which is usually plum brandy, but I didn't have plum brandy. So I used a little bit of kir- of Kirsch mm. uh, schnapps and that wasn't enough. So like, you have to put like a cup of each. Like it's kind of it's boozy. Oh, it's boozy. It's and I watered it down by adding more wine into it. So <laughs> it's more wine than let, you know. So it's it's a weird mix, but it tastes great. So because I didn't have plum wine, I had a little triple sec, a little um Kirsch liqueur. What else? I was getting rid of all the bottles that had like a little bit left. And I was just like fucking chucking them in. I'm like, yeah, I haven't drank that in a while. Like the time to get rid of bottles. So blaming Mario. So I fucking threw everything in there. Um, and it, it was good stuff. It wasn't like crap, but so I threw that in there. Good through little clove, little, uh, cinnamon in there. Everything's good. Little lemon that's mulling over. And then I'm tasting, I'm like, it's missing something. So then I decide, let me see if Disarono will help. Throw a little Disarono in there, smooth that shit out. Tastes great. So really, that's what I got. Yeah, actually helps to add another flavor, and then I add a little shot, one shot out of this whole big batch of coconut rum. So hmm. have a little flavor, little dagger. So you added coconut <laughs> rum and spiced rum, amaretto, and amaretto. Wow, and it tastes dynamite. So. Dynamite. The thing with, with, I'm sure, glue wine or, you know, punch and Jaeger tea is it's all the taste. So you got a recipe. It's a guideline, you know, it kind of gives you a place to start and you got to make it your own. So I have this induction cooking thing that I like a burner that I take out. It's like a portable one. So I put that on. I put the um, hot plate kind of thing. Yeah, but it's induction cooking. Have you done induction? Because it's like... So you have to have a metal. So I have a stainless steel, uh, nice pot that I put on top of it. And what happens is the induction cooking, I think it uses, um, uh, magnetic charges or whatever. And it basically, what it does is the burner doesn't get hot. It charges the metal pan. So the pan itself is actually what's getting hot. Hmm. So it's very efficient. Um, you see it in a lot of high-end stuff now. Like they'll actually have like cook cooktop stoves that are induction cooking, 
And they're great because like after you take the, the item off, the only heat that's left over was from the pot that was heated. The actual burner doesn't, doesn't give off any heat. So you're not trying to transfer heat from the burner to the pot. It's just heating up the pot itself. So it's really weird, but it's very cool. And the good thing about this little burner I have is you can set the exact temperature every 10 degrees. So 140 degrees is where alcohol will burn off. So I set it to like 110 degrees, 120 degrees for a, a while, like 10, 20 minutes. And then for about another 20, 30 minutes, I had about 130 degrees, which it's not going to boil off the alcohol, but you're going to get all that mulling and all these spices and, and shit getting together. So just saying, worked out really if, well. I wonder if you used an Instapot, because remember we had that story a couple of years ago Instapot about how the guy does the same. He turned, yeah. the guy turned like grape juice into wine using yeah. like yogurt mode. What do you think you could do to Jaeger tea with yogurt mode? Same thing. So yogurt mode is what you want to use if you're infusing THC into oil, which is yogurt what I mode. a few weeks ago. You got to use yogurt mode. Yogurt mode is like the party mode. It's the party mode. So it, it's that 110 to 130 degrees, like 135, like 35 is riding right up to line. You go 140 degrees, you're boiling off alcohol, which you don't want to do. No. So I looked it up like today. I always forget. I'm like, I use it 120, 140. So I was like, usually I said 120, but today I went a little, little higher. I was feeling a little risque. I like it. But Going bold. That stuff is boozy as fuck. I got to say, um, I had like sips of it and I was like, I'm getting hammered off the fumes. Got to dial it back then. Yeah. It was, it was damn good. So yeah. if you haven't had Jaeger tea or Gluine, when you come off the mountain, you go to Opry Ski and you're in Europe. I think it should be everywhere in the world. You come off, you're cold as fuck. You grab this, this mug with this hot, you know, this nice hot liquid. It's elixir. And you just like sip it. You get all warm and you feel great. It feels like Christmas every day. Yeah. That's one of the things we've talked about many a time is how there's just not nearly enough glue vine or your Jaeger tea. Yeah, uh, at Apre places in the states in North America, but I don't know. Eventually, I think we're gonna have to maybe open up our own place and just serve that and nachos. Uh, so we went to Switzerland, and that's where I I came up with the idea of hey, let me make Jaeger tea because it looked pretty good and it was it was great tasting. And then I realized after realizing that they use the bottled one that's like super sweet so i make one that's not as sweet and then your glue line is freaking phenomenal so you definitely have to make it at home and every year i make it always a little bit different yeah it's just it's one of those things it's it is what it is that year and almost like you know a lot of the high-end high-end breweries you know like they they make whatever ingredients that they get that are the best and and if they don't make it again they don't make it again I'd like three-year-old Deserano. That's in there. Time to use it. Who would have Who would have known? <laughs> it's got to go. All right, Brian. So, so what are you going to I mentioned this beer. Of, was it last week? Maybe two weeks ago. Almost as like a joke about how ridiculous it sounded, and it does sound ridiculous. But damn, is it super good? So this is again from uh, our buddy John, podcast friend John. Nice. He Thanks, got me this from Burlington Beer Company, which <clears throat> I think if we tally up for the year, the different, 
you know, if we had like a, we should do like infographics about all the different things we talk about, mentions. If we had the number of breweries, <laughs> that could like, be dangerous. <laughs> I, I, I think Burlington Beer Company has to be my most drank brewery for the year. There's been at Dude, least five or six. I'm thinking, are we getting sponsored by them or something? Like every week? One would think, but this we would, should spot at this point, right? We should reach out to them. So this beer, this their uh, sixth anniversary ale, is a sextuple dry hopped triple India pale ale. Sextuple dry hopped. I don't even know what that means. I know it means six. But six I don't, times dry hopped? I don't know. Yes. Is that legal? In Vermont, apparently it is. I don't know if, I don't know if taking it across state lines is uh is legal but so weed's not legal but six times dry hopping is is weed is legal you just can't sell it man <laughs> you can't you just, sell it buy it or consume it but it's legal no you can trade it for like a bag of barley if you wanted to <laughs> it's mm. like hey man how much barley for this weed it's like uh, it's just like two two giant sacks does that work could you trade a beer for weed probably who could stop you that's a really damn good beer so why not yeah, so this is a dynamite beer. I mean, for being a triple IPA, sextuple hopped, it really doesn't drink that heavy. That's the sex hops in there. I mean, you're getting tons of citrus. It's thick. It's It really has no bitterness or burn after. Maybe a tiny little bit kind of lingering late, as like really late on your palate, but just tasty for something as... Hardcore, I think it's like 11% or something. Damn. Yeah, 11%. It does not drink like an 11% beer. That's a night-night so, beer. Drinking it slowly. Well, I have to counter the coffee I just drank. I just drank a giant cup of coffee. That's I like the chokehold beer. Like, that's choking you out. The UFC, I'm, I'm going out. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Speaking of UFC, did you see the Tyson fight? Did not see it, no. It, did you? I no, I didn't. I wanted to, but we were away at a hockey tournament, and I'm like, I was he really hoping phenomenal for his age, man. Does he? I was hoping it wasn't going to be like a Donald Trump fighting Joe Biden thing, like two old guys like pawing at each other. Like, no, nah, it was a gunfight. Yeah, and then it ended in a draw. I'm like, come on, it was it was charity, so I could see how it ends gonna, in a draw. But well, they're going to set it up for another one or have Tyson fighting again. I mean, he's got that that itch back and it's funny because a couple years ago he was kind of fat didn't want to train yeah. anymore and then he just he said it now he's jacked again yeah dude he's just he's just a freak. how many rematches do you think it's going to take for these guys to just open up the gate and just let it go on each other i don't know Roy jones is a good fighter too wasn't the greatest tyson but he's a solid fighter he's way up there too yeah i yeah. have no idea all i know is it gives me gives me hope for the future where these guys can be this jacked and this competitive. And, you know, I mean, they're fighting like they're in their thirties and they're in their fifties. You know, that gives me hope that when I get to that age, I can take some sort of supplements or whatever, and, you know, still be able to go out there and, and, you know, shred a full day of skiing. Yeah. That's what, that's the positive I'm taking from all this. So my stepson, 13 year old in the house, was all like, Oh yeah, we should watch that fight. I'm like, Oh, you know, Mike Tyson, let's see. Yeah, you got 70 bucks for the paper. He's like, he's like, No, no, I want to see the YouTuber guy fight. Oh, the, what's his, the Paul guy like, and Nate Robinson. Yeah. I'm like, really, man? That's that not was, a real fight. That was the fight to watch. 
It, yeah, I heard it was, but it's oh, funny. He's like, knockout? No, no, I didn't. Oh, but he said, he's like, no, no, that's a real fight. He's like, he's a real fighter. I'm like, is he a real fighter? Like, does he fight on a regular basis? He's not a real fighter. I don't know. He beat a basketball player. <laughs> exactly. Like, this is where we're going now. So, yeah, Dude, you got it. You got to find that clip, man. I mean, he fucking knocked him out. It was like a Did video he? game knockout. Good. Yeah, it wasn't like a real fighters <laughs> fighting knockout. It was like a. I want to see that game. motherfucker step into the ring with Mike Tyson. I want to see who wins that. Dead. He <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Dead. If you thought 11 sec- seconds was really quick for Mike Tyson, was that the quickest or was it nine? Like it was some crazy thing. Oh, I don't know. I well, I just I remember, remember the. Michael- the Sphinx one was 91 seconds. Oh, that's that's and a long Spinks, one. And Sphinx was like a legit contender, undefeated, and Tyson just destroyed him. So I was living in North Carolina at the time, and I remember my boss invited everybody over. I'm going to rent the Tyson fight. <laughs> that was the 11-second fight. He went to get a goddamn beer, missed the whole fucking thing. <laughs> like, ah, he was the asshole that paid for it, that everybody else in the house watched it, and he's watching it on the replay. Like, uh, goddamn, you got to watch. You got to time the that. Fastest one. Said the shortest one was 91 seconds. Was it? The Sphinx no, one, yeah. The- oh, one was 30 seconds. Mike Tyson knocked out his opponent and son of former heavyweight champion Joe Frazier, Marvis Frazier, with an uppercut. Mar- yeah. I thought there was one. Maybe I'm thinking of uh, Conor McGregor. <laughs> I might be getting UFC and boxing mixed up. Well, I remember watching that McGregor-Aldo fight up at Killington with you. That was 11 seconds, wasn't it? That was 12 or 13, something like that. Yeah, that was that was, one. That was a great freaking weekend up there. Man, he just came out and just popped him. Yeah. Fucking Aldo went down. So anyway, hoping this beer does not knock me out that quickly because we got a whole podcast to go through. I think we'll be yeah. good. So welcome to the podcast. This is it. This is where there we're you at. Go. That's where we're at. So now we're going to take a quick historic little trip. Let's get into the Genjula. We are recording this on December 4th, and this is a very historic day. If you are a fan or advocate for cannabis legalization or freedom or just people's goddamn rights. All of these goddamn House, rights in our classes. House approves federal marijuana legalization bill in historic vote. So the House of Representatives has passed a bill federally legalizing marijuana in a historic vote. It's the day that cannabis reform advocates have been building toward for years a full floor vote to end prohibition in a chamber of Congress. Prior to the bill's approval in a 228 to 164 vote, Republican lawmakers spent days criticizing their Democratic counterparts for even bringing the legislation to the floor. How dare you? The good Lord would never want this to be legalized. Like these these self-righteous politicians on both both fucking sides. Like, yep. All they care about is just controlling people and controlling their thoughts and their money. They're all full of shit. But there's seats that are going to change hand now. So I, I almost wonder, like, it's kind of good that seats are changing hand because, you know, what? that's maybe some motivation to say, finally, hey, let's vote on this goddamn thing. Get right? some old dickheads out of here and get people who actually have a term limits, man. Why are there no term limits? Exactly. Term limits. 
Well, because the people who are making, the people who want to be in there for 10 terms are the ones who are controlling whether term limits exist or not. Of course, they control their salary, their benefits, everything, right? Hey, let's vote ourselves a, a, a raise. Of course, by landslide, they all get together and everybody votes lockstep. Hey, you know what? There's one asshole that voted no. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome that that this has passed. Now, they're saying that it's not going to go to Senate till probably next month. And they're also saying because it's Republican controlled, it's unlikely that the bill will pass. So I got to go back through my schoolhouse rock. Because I'm just a bill sitting on Capitol Hill, mm-hmm. and they say what it passes the the House, then it goes to the Senate. Does the Senate have two thirds, or it has to be? Even, just I think a, I think fifty fifty one fifty. Okay, and then it goes to the president who could veto it. The president can I remember veto they, it, but then you got to come back at like sixty seven or yeah two thirds to override right. the president. I think it's two oh, thirds. that's right. So he vetoes, it goes back, and you say, fuck you, two-thirds, we're back in weed. Exactly. Yes. Boom. See, Schoolhouse Rock didn't do the weed scenario <laughs> in that way. <laughs> Not exactly. And if anybody doesn't know Schoolhouse Rock, you got to look that shit up. It was awesome. There used to actually be intelligent cartoons on. Not that like Rick yes. and Morty and South Park aren't intelligent because they are brilliant. but On a different level different level yeah you can't let kids watch rick and morty i i can barely watch it (laughs) dude i'm holding a 13 year old back from watching fucking family guy like i love family guy but i'm like yeah don't watch it it's it's not good (laughs) not not the time my friend yeah it's not good it's fucking great and hilarious my favorite show ever but don't watch it yeah don't watch it but yeah, this, this is huge news. I mean, they said five Republicans actually supported it and six Democrats opposed. So, you know, again, the I think the the Senate isn't that far off. It's what, 52, 48. So, you know, you get a couple people, you know, a couple Republicans going against the, the party line and bam, we have weed legalized. Um, oh. Well, why, Trump, why wouldn't you want legal weed? Well, because, you know, you have a very outdated point of view. And again, you want to control people. People who are invested in private prisons or police force unions, they don't want it to be legal because of all the people they have to let out of those prisons, which means there's going to be less prison guards. Which, yeah. hey man, if you had if you chose a miserable career like that and you're out of a job, sorry. It's, it, we shouldn't be locking people up for such nonsense as holding a plant on them. Yeah, that's crazy. It's it's crazy. It's maddening. It's maddening. It's been stupid the way it's been enforced over the years. It's been super, you know, it's been extremely racist. There's, you know, we all know that in the 70s when they made marijuana illegal, it was all done to keep, you know, protesters and riots give give the authority and the ability for governments and police forces to arrest people that were fighting against the beliefs of the president at the time. So it's yeah. extremely gross and vile that it's ha- been going on for so long for something so innocuous. So, and even better, it's going to allow research. That's what we need is more legitimate information. You know, you could have some people saying, Hey man, this thing cures all my ail- ailments. Marijuana cures everything. And you have people who are like, Oh, there's no science behind it. It can't do anything. Like the, the truth is in the middle somewhere, but to at least be able to test and figure out and, you know, 
decode all the different cannabinoids and see which ones actually can benefit because there is definitely some benefits to CBD uh, yeah. for health, for, for joint health. Uh, so let's just get some real testing done and, and real cases and studies done so we can have some, find more positive uses and not just have something illegal that's been made illegal for the wrong reasons for, for decades. Well, and I think this goes in hand with, um, was a few days ago, the UN had a vote and they reclassified cannabis as a less dangerous drug. So that's a big deal because now you're talking about where countries that made it legal like Canada, now you're talking about other countries are saying, recognizing, okay, it's not as dangerous. Maybe we could trade it. Maybe it, it, they have old treaties going way back. And that's another weird thing. There's like treaties for the UN that go back about cannabis between countries. And then there's own country things. Like it's, it's a whole complicated fucking mess. And this is why nothing gets done quickly in politics well, they in had mar- countries or between countries. They had know? marijuana classified at the same level as heroin, meth, and cocaine. Yeah. Totally fucking different levels. Yeah. That's madness. Take a meth head and somebody smoking weed. Two totally different things. Plus there's... Who would you rather be around? But there's actual medical evidence that like, like cannabis has like medical properties. And hopefully this opens up the door to actually explore, is this another alternative to opioids? I mean, that's one of the biggest concerns that I personally have is I don't want an addictive opioid. You know, I don't even want a necessary a THC high from uh, something I can take, you know, why not get a CBD, no THC high, uh, but something that can give you like the benefits of like pain management and stuff like that. Like, you know, why, why can't we explore that? Yeah. Um, All natural, non-addictive pain management. Like that's, yeah. Seems like a home I mean, run there. You grow poppy seeds, you get opium and you have this line of opioids. Well, you grow marijuana and, you can have a whole line of cannabis, cannabinoid, cannabinoids or whatever. Why wouldn't you explore that route? You can too? buy a I bunch mean, of fish DVDs. Exactly. Listening to like live jam bands. You know, that's, <laughs> that's the worst that's going to happen. It's really not Fucking that bad. grateful dead. Got to You know, call it. now nobody even drives. So you don't have to worry about people being on the road. They either take an Uber or they're calling Uber eats when you get listen, the munchies. Listen, I allegedly drove high once because of, unforeseen circumstances as in my wife didn't want to drive and it was two in the morning i had taken a edible like a, a cookie a cannabis cookie. <laughs> i drove Dude. like i drove like you 10 miles it. under <laughs> the speed limit the whole time <laughs> there's nobody on the road i'm just driving slow <laughs> i have allegedly maybe driven drunk before and it is completely different where when you're driving when you're driving drunk you feel like you know you're in a video game you gotta drive faster and you gotta get to wherever you're going and you know things are going quickly you can't do any wrong you're just like i'm i'm sliding through traffic you're like you're in god mode when you take an edible you feel like everybody's watching you and everything's like like everyone knows that you're high you're like that car they know i'm high that cop over there knows i'm high like it's just it's a very very different feel allegedly for both of these things I, yeah i it was really wasn't that big of a deal. i talked to somebody at the dispensary right and they're like okay there's this one strain that a lot of people use before they go to the gym they're like it 
it promotes vascular, you know, your, your blood flowing and stuff like that. So it's a great, um, pre-workout, you know, thing to have a little bit of, and you get a good workout and like people swear by it. So, and there's medical evidence behind it. So I hear that week goes by and I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what? Fuck. I might, I, I should try this. So I decide to take some, and of course I take the, you know, I'm not, I don't do a lot of smoking. So I take the, um, you know, the tincture, the, uh, sublingual. So I drop it in and it takes a little while to hit in. Usually for me, it's about 45 minutes to an hour. So I'm dicking around, you know, whatever. And, and I finally get in the car to go to the gym. Well, I get in the car and start zipping to the gym and I hit the first traffic light and all of a sudden it fucking hits me. And I'm like, <laughs> sitting there saying, oh my God, this thing, fuck it. I took too much. Was it like that coffee shop in Telluride? <laughs> oh yeah, it was. And I'm fucking white knuckling going like under the speed. <laughs> Just like, am I in the lines? And I fucking drive. <laughs> like, it's like the opposite of a drunk driving. It was experience. so bad. And then I get to the gym and I had a pretty good workout. And I'm like, and then it started wearing off by the time I left. I'm on the treadmill, just like, oh my God, I hope I, fu- I hope this wears off. It was bad. <laughs> you're like, it was it's like, you've run like 13 miles. You're like, whoa, I didn't even notice that ran. <laughs> it was goddamn terrifying. Yeah. I was going the speed, I was the speed limit. It was, yeah. uh, and it's not a fast road. It's like a 35 mile an hour road. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm that guy. Like, is he, you know, 90 years old? Like, no, I'm just high as fuck right now. So, yeah. Yeah, So great job. House of representatives passing the bill to legalize marijuana. We'll see where it goes. Probably nowhere this month, but this is the season for miracles. So we'll see. Yeah. This is the giving season. Let's go to ski news. It's since we're recording this on Friday, this will have already happened, but a winter storm has been issued for parts of Mass, Massachusetts, ahead of a nor'easter this weekend. Look out, all you mass holes, you dirty bastards. So Massachusetts into Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, that whole area is going to be hit with some snow this weekend, which is great and really needed because last week... Up in this area, we had a, a warm, rainy, just dumping on Monday, and it really messed things up. I know a bunch of the ski areas around here, they had to start from scratch because all the snow they made Thanksgiving week was just wiped out from this stupid storm. So it looks like this one could be dropping up to a foot in certain places, which is, I mean, Damn. which is great. That was what they were showing for like central Massachusetts. Again, into New Hampshire and Maine as well. And Vermont, I think, is going to get a little bit, but not as much as, as those areas. So we've been uh, we've been needing this. So this is a, a very, very welcome gift this first week in December. So hopefully uh, everything ends up being as heavy as they say it's going to be. You just got to hope and pray, right? Huck and pray, hope and pray. <laughs> All right, next up we got um blister magazine or media group did a, uh, a a survey um and they asked reviewers um selections for five four and three ski three ski quivers previously and now they wanted to ask them to trim them down to what would they pick if everything was down to just two pair of skis that you're you were you had 
um, in their ski career. Seeing this article because this kind of stuff is always so intriguing and fascinating to me. Yeah, but it get, it kind of helps you narrow down what you should be looking at if you're looking to buy new skis, right? So they ask him, uh, they asked that everybody a few questions. They said, "What's your two ski quiver uh, for where you ski most and why? If you didn't do any backcountry touring, what would your two ski quiver be for inbounds only skiing? And what's your two ski ski quiver for the next three years, regardless of location?" Uh, what skis were most difficult to leave off your list? What ski do you imagine has the greatest likelihood of making your list? Uh, if, and when you get to ski it. And if you had to choose a single brand from which to build your two ski quiver, which company would you pick? So I think it's a lot of great questions to at least start Yeah. A bunch of variables in the, the way they're asking them. Yeah. And it leaves people some options to have a little description for why, right? Like you want to know why, not just what would you pick? Like, what would you pick is good. It's telling, but you want to know why. So, um, Luke Kappa, they, uh, they asked like their response was they split the time between lift access and, and back country. And they actually said that ski number one would be the do everything, uh, touring ski. The moment Wildcat tour one, one awaits. Um, well, like there's a ton of stuff on here and a ton of different people who, who answered these questions. The yeah. cool thing about, we don't need to go through all of them, but the cool no. thing about it is everybody is in different places and well, not all different places, but you know, people are, some people are East coasters. Some people are Colorado, Utah, Whistler. So you can actually see what they're getting based on their location, which I, I think is really valuable. Yeah. Because, because, you know, people have, it's so easy to just go, I'm going to get this big fat ski and, but I'm only skiing East coast resorts, you know, terrain. Right. I Some get like why resorts where they are, they're like going for fat powder skis. Like, of course, right. You see it, you, you see it all the time. So that's what's so nice about it is that, you know, again, there's different people who are, you know, in different terrains talking about what they're going to be skiing. And these are, you know, blister review, their stuff is some of the, the best, the reviews that they do in there. So if you, if you're really jonesing for, you know, uh, another pair of skis, I know for me, I was just like looking at these and I'm like, Oh, I want to be the, I want to buy these. I want to buy those. This is a great place to at least get you started to really, you know, cause again, magazine reviews are, are great. But these are like the real people talking about exactly the skis and the bindings are on where they're living and why they're doing it. So I actually like Kara Willard. Uh, she responds saying, full disclosure, this is my current ski quiver because she just had full ACL replacement. Um, so she has two go-tos and that's it, which is pretty cool. Again, there are all kinds of different people uh, doing all kinds of different terrain, giving you different opinions. So it's, yeah, it's a really nice... Reason. Yeah, it's great. It's this is a really fun read and it made me want to just buy like eight pairs of skis, which is the opposite of the two ski quiver there. But you know, kinda like when you look at your ski quiver, you should be down to like you usually have a favorite and you have another favorite. It's the two ski quiver, right? That that's what they're talking about. Like why why do you need that many? You know, you could always demo if you if you're on a day where 
you want a different ski, right? And just looking in your closet or your garage and seeing like eight pairs of skis is so awesome. It's just, yeah. I and mean, you feel like you're just lo- like a luxurious, fancy person. Cause you're like, well, I got my, <laughs> my powder skis. I got my touring skis. I got my East coast resort. I got my big mountain, you know, like it's just, it's almost, again, it's like a display your of ski power. skis, your ski dancing skis, like, you know, you got cross country skis. Yeah. You got a little bit of everything, exactly. yeah. but it depends where you live and what you do. Right. If you're traveling, like if you were getting on a plane to travel, and you can only fit two skis in your bag. Like, this is a good question, right? Yeah. Well, the skis that I bought, I bought those Black Crows. And honestly, I don't know why I bought them. I just wanted them. You know, I, I couldn't say like, oh, well, this makes sense because of how much I ski on them. I think I skied on them for four days. I think I've skied on Killington, right? I've skied four days on those things. I think yeah. they're awesome and I love them. But was it the smartest thing to buy? No impulse buy but you're happy about it do you come to me for smart decision making no did you come to us because we've got a charming and wonderful perspective and sense of humor about things i'll tell you if like every other person in the friggin' world right now i would want to buy a new touring setup but because of certain things happening behind the scenes, I'm going to hold off a little while on that. But that's, you know, that's what everyone wants to buy right now because they want to make sure they can get on the mountain if whether resorts are closed or they want to get to some backcountry access area. I would I, I would look at this article because... That's my two quiver right there. Here's my your quiver. Yes, and my, uh, my Brahmas. There you go. I think I got to so, get rid of the Brahmas though. Why is that? I don't know when I'm going to use them. Yeah. Well, they're like, they're perfect East Coast in resort skis. That's what they're made for, and they do a great job doing that. My DPSs work just as well. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you got to go really, really different from uh, you know. I don't know how those are pretty similar both those skis, but I, I like that you have the powder skis. Yeah. They're just, they're big mountain skis and they're just, they're, they're a blast in the right terrain, but I don't live in that terrain. I visit there occasionally, but I still like them and I'm glad I have them. But I want to see you do the black backflip with those. There you go. 2022 is the year of the backflip. The black diamond backflip. We'll call there it a backflip. The backflip. So this article came out last week and this I posted this on Twitter. I saw a bunch of other people posted too. It was just a rage inspiring article. Someone trying to get some headlines, sell some ads. Article is going skiing is a terrible idea right now. The pandemic has forced governments into making impossible choices. Keeping skiing resorts shut isn't one of them. Hmm. This is from Bloomberg Opinion. And first off, Again, it's like such a clickbaity thing to to put on there. Of course, every skier and snowboarder is going to look at this and get all pissed off. When you really look at the activity of skiing and snowboarding, for the most part, you're you have a mask on anyway, and you're socially distancing. You don't want to be too close to anybody when you're on the slopes. Perhaps trams, gondolas, those are the the, the trouble situations now. But all the resorts are doing. Excuse me. Goddamn COVID. Yeah. You're on watch. I'm on watch. They're doing some sort of management on there, cutting capacity to either a quarter or half. So if you've addressed that, 
there should be minimal problems for the sport. Yes, lodges too will be a problem at pre ski scene, but the actual sport of skiing really can be minorly tweaked to make it so it's not a problem. So this article just, you know, they talked about, you know, Europe and how, you know, in uh, Italy especially, they're trying to shut down winter sports across Europe. Germany, Italy, hmm. France. They're the ones that are kind of behind this now. Um, the Swiss are kind of like, whatever you guys do, it's just don't bother us. Just like yeah. just like every war, don't bother us. Yeah, we'll manage your money. Don't bother us. Yeah. And it, it does, of course, it has the that clickbaity headline. And then it says in here, skiing itself isn't a big potential COVID spreader. Whether it's cross country or downhill, it's not hard to enforce social distancing. And then, of course, talks about the lifts and that pre ski and chalet. <sighs> they mentioned Ishkil too, of course, which was Dude, that photo. I know exactly where that is. That's the Ishkil waiting for the tram. Is that? That's where we saw the guys uh, dressed up as leprechauns doing the dance for everybody while we were waiting for the tram right there. On the left, that's the, the balcony they were on. Trafana. Alper? Is that it? Um, I don't think that's it. You don't think so? I mean, it looks like a lot of different European ski towns. Is it actually, if you click on it, asking for trouble? I mean, it could be. I think Trafana was uh, Ishko. Let's see. I mean, I do mention Ishko, of course, in the article, which has been linked to cases in 40 countries after partying skiers brought the virus home with them yeah you know what don't look up Ishka. you find a lot of really crazy shit yeah also too what we knew back in march versus what we know now is very different and i think people are a little smarter and you know what you're not going to get the big partiers who just want to go there to to booze it up they're not going to be there in those towns this year so i think if you're a skier you're in a way you're kind of glad because it's going to be less distractions less you know <clears throat> rowdy folks around more if you want to focus on your skiing this is the year to do it because you go midweek it's just not going to be super busy dude know. that's it the trafana alper the hotel trafana royale so that that's was ishko it was ishko wow i know that scene we're hanging out there watching scene. for a while yeah yeah, it does look kind of familiar now that you mention it. Yeah, that's where we stood online. You had to wait, and you waited on that line. Then you you went to the right, and then that's when you get on the the tram and go up. Yeah, that was so awesome how close we were to the center of town to the tram. That was right across the street. That's fucking right awesome. across the street. That was so super easy every morning. God damn it! And then yeah, COVID towns like fuck it up for everybody. Towns like that, though, Ishkil, like that's, you know, you, you, the skiing is amazing there, but you don't, it's not, you're not going there to ski as your first, you know, you'd go to other places first. If you were like, I got to travel all the way over here. You might go to like a Kitzbühel or maybe to Switzerland. Pretty good damn scene, though. Just got, just I loved it. I mean, it was, it was fantastic, but. We had great snow too. We had like a foot of fresh powder. Like that was nice. We did. We, did. we had a great day. But 
it, the town's going to suffer big time this year. And you know, you, you want these places to, to stay open and to, to stay true to what they were. And, you know, hopefully this is when you go back, back to that place when yeah. nobody else goes, this is when we go. It's like when you see people like going to Chernobyl now, that's what it's going to be like. It's going to be like the Chernobyl of the Alps. Dude, I bought 40 acres in Chernobyl. Fucking land is cheap there. Wonderful, right? 100 years from now, your relatives are going to be like, man, he must have been a genius. He knew this was going to be a gold mine here. Who who knew that like radioactive stuff is going to turn everything into gold, right? Who knew, right? Who knew? Genius. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Last up we have on the uh, ski news is... An article talking about the intense snowblower built to clear the Pikes Peacock Railway of 10-foot drifts. So I've been to Pikes Peak. Have you? I have not. Pretty awesome. We drove up in a car. Hats Peak or Pikes Peak? Uh, Pikes Peak. Hats Peak uh-huh. on the Indy Pass. Yeah. <laughs> drove up in a car uh, a long time ago. My brother's in the Air Force Academy. Went to visit him and... Uh, it's pretty cool. I gotta say, it's fucking high up there. Everything's everything's tall. So there's a ton of tourists that go up, and they're talking about uh, the pass that goes up there. Um, just it gets a ton of snow. So uh, they did a 100 million dollar renovation job that's going to be completed in spring of 2021. Uh, and when it's done, they're going to run it year round with the help of a special specialized snowblower ordered from. Uh, Switzerland, of all things, right? So built by Zog, it's Zaug. 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 Uh, the the snowblower uh, uses cutting reels nearly four feet across to grind away drifts as deep as ten feet wide, and as as deep as ten feet and as wide as twenty, according to Trains Magazine. So it's going to enable the the Swiss built. Uh, Mad Max looking snowblower to break up 4,200 tons of snow per hour. So that's a shit ton of snow. That really and is. And they're saying it could spit the snow about, uh, uh, about as far as 100 feet from the line. So it looks like a monster, like a, like this is a Franken, Frankenstein monster thing, but. Uh, it's pretty awesome that they're doing this. They're just building some big ass snowblower to like, all right, we got a problem with this with this snow. Um, let's yeah, it's it. like if you took get a regular, like a regular driveway snowblower and just like jacked it up by like ten x. Yeah, like size and everything, like everything, and then it's got the double is- the double barrel shooters. Yeah. With the, the, and it's all powder coated and stuff. It looks pretty badass, man. It looks really badass, yeah. So I love car trains. They're saying they're expecting a ton of people to uh, to go up to Pikes Peak. I, I didn't realize when I went way back, I was little, and uh, I remember there's a ton of people. Like there's a line to get, you know, to go up there just to drive up, and uh, we drove up. But I think they have like a funicular or some kind of toe thing that takes you up and shit. Um, it's pretty interesting to see, like they're putting that much money into the fact that that many people visit. So very, well, I think a lot of too is all the cannabis tax revenue that the, the state of Colorado has received. They can do all kinds of great projects like this. 
That's it. So if you took all the cannabis money that came in from all the states in the nation, right? It would be a shit ton of money, right? I think if you gave that to Atlantic City, Atlantic City would look the same in 10 years that it does today. If not worse. Just saying. I gotta tell you, <laughs> I saw an article recently about Atlantic City. It says yeah. actually doing better than they expected this year. Not because of the gambling, so. because they got rid of all the shady scumbag politicians and brought Good. new people in. Good. Because that's the only thing, like, I always look at Atlantic City, I'm like, they have a lot of revenue coming in from all these casinos, and they never put it back into the community. It just went, it disappeared. Like, nobody yeah. knows what happened to all that money. Well, I don't know. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Yeah. It's true. Casinos on casinos, and they didn't, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to Atlantic City, New Jersey. And you have vacation time to burn, and you want to feel confident about and good about yourself. Not a bad place to go. It's like a real life leaving Las Vegas, like with with that movie, right? Oh, Elizabeth Shue and Nicolas Cage. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yes. Great movie, but about Las Vegas. You take that, that's that's your weekend, that's your one week trip to Atlantic City. It's just it's such a it's depressing. It's a bad a place. Bit. Yeah. I've had a, a fun ass time with Harry. It is fun. Harry, our buddy Harry's down there. Go to yeah. Ducktown. Like there's a lot of hidden shit that you can knife and fork. That place was fantastic. That restaurant. Knife and fork. They have the Irish bar, that old Irish bar. What the hell is the name of it? I think oh, it's the called Irish, the Irish bar. bar. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah. I had a really, 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 really bad night there drinking once in uh, way back in the day. Who had bat- bachelor party and a lot of, a lot of nastiness consumed and. Uh, it's, it's one of those places, man. Damn. Yeah. See, the problem is they, they never say what happens in Atlantic City stays in Atlantic City. That's just like publicized. Oh, yeah. It gets out. Like, you got to watch it. You got to check yourself. You got to have a handler. Like, yeah, handler's a good thing. Yeah. You should get you one of go, those. You got to go prepared. Yeah. <laughs> so, being prepared is very important. And speaking of being prepared, Let's get into the main topic now. We had a bunch of interviews the last couple of weeks, which have been fantastic. But this week, we don't have one. This week, we are here to give some guidance and some tips, perhaps, for those who are still looking for Christmas gifts for the skiers and snowboarders that they love. We just kind of found some... I don't know. It's not crazy. It's not super unique. We've just found some fun, cool stuff that we found interesting that we think is super, yeah, random, super helpful. There's one shameless plug in there too, as there always needs to be. Of course. But Mario, do you want to kick off our list here and, and what we've come up with? So I'll kick it off with the hand warmers. Um, so I know Brian found these uh, rechargeable hand warmers. Uh, fat, you, you saw these on Amazon. Um, and it's a hand warmer and, and power bank, which is pretty cool. I like that that they did the uh, 
The twofer. Terry, the twofer. Well, uh, was, was the first thing I mean, to start off, the reason why I even put this in here is, you know, hand warmers, you know, they are great on those really, really bitter cold days, but it sucks that you just buy them and throw them out. Like how many people are just like chucking all these hand warmers on a really cold day? And like, what's the, like, what happens to those things when they go into the, the giant garbage heap? You know, do they do they break down? Are they like what, what's what they inside do? They sit and they actually search out all the Starbucks coffee cups that everybody else chucked out, saving the environment that are made out of paper, and they merge with them and they make a big ball that eventually evaporates, I guess. And that becomes animantium, which is what Wolverine is made out of his exoskeleton, exactly. his, uh, his skeleton. So this is how we make new minerals. Look right? at that. We're just creating so, a whole new periodic table. The garbage dump of today. <laughs> the is periodic the mine, table of garbage dump. Is the mine of tomorrow, right? There's going to be people working in the mines, the garbage mines. Like, go out and mine out some some metals, right? I 100% believe that. And when I throw things away that I feel like I shouldn't, I just go, this is going to be someone's find 20, 30, 50 years down the road. Look at this. Use <laughs> we don't have rubber like this anymore. We perhaps there'll be some spacecraft that crashed to the ground that needs like a new O ring for one of yeah. its for its going to come down. Like these are great. We need as many of these as we can. This it's like the uh, underpants gnomes in South Park back in the day. <laughs> That's right. So rechargeable handwares, they a great idea. And I actually told Brian that like I bought some cheap ass ones. I gotta say like five or six years now. Where you charge them with a USB. And they worked pretty well. They didn't. They didn't get really super hot, but yeah, I gave you a little stuff or whatever. And I had them for a while. But I tell you, the reason I didn't use them is because I had a GoPro, a fucking phone, a bunch of chargers, extra batteries, uh, these hand warmers. Um, what else? Some more electronics. Like there's a ton of electronics that you bring and after a while. You're like, you know, headset for the fucking, for my helmet, then all the other equipment you got to bring in. It's just another thing. And after a while, it's like, okay, I'd rather, I'd rather take the chance. I'd rather buy better gloves and not freeze my hands. How about there you that? Go. So I got my Hestras. I got the little lobster claw ones. Fucking keeps my hands nice and toasty. It's funny that they call them hand warmers because really they put make whatever's whatever you put next to it they make it warm well think about the idea of like what makes a piece of electronics give off heat it's really bad conducting right bad energy transfer so it's creating heat so it's actually shorting out and you're putting it in your hand <laughs> to go down the mountain and <laughs> warmer like it's good it's just short of bursting into flames but you're going to put it on your hands. Yeah. It just sounds weird. I don't know. Yeah. The other hand warmers are creepy too. It's like a chemical reaction. It's like, let's do a little science experiment in a little bag and put it in your hand. Like in your, closed space. In closed space. That doesn't cause cancer, I'm sure. You know, yeah. just saying. <laughs> it's probably safe to eat. I'm sure it's fine. All right. So next up. But these are good. If for somebody's looking for a nice little thing, somebody gets cold, this might get people out there skiing a little bit more. There you go. If it I'm works, gonna, it works. I'm going to skip the second one and go to the third one because this thing is pretty freaking badass. 
This is a little more oh. expensive. This is the Envo Electric Snow Bike Kit. Did you check this out? I saw it real quick, and I love snow bikes. But this looks like has a little extra little zip on it. Well, this one's a little bit crazy. So this is the company is Envo, and this snow bike kit turns your bicycle into a pedal assist snowmobile, ready to take on the winter season. Designed to to, designed to uh, be assembled easily with basic tools. The snow bike comes with CNC aluminum parts, a hub mounted electric motor track and snowboard to replace the front wheel 1200 watt motor makes 90 pound feet of torque and is powered by a 48 volt lithium ion battery pack that can go up to four hours with continuous pedal assist Hmm. so you need your own frame but you can add this front and you know this back to it so you got a little a little motor a 90 pound feet of torque 1200 watt motor now, I remember a couple of years ago, we interviewed those skeezy, the folks from skeezy. And that seemed like a really cool product. But again, like how often would you have this little, this machine, this motor around with you? Like, what are you going to do with it? With this thing, this thing, it's a bike, which is still a little bit big, but you do have folding bikes that people take along. Maybe the next iteration of this, it can somehow fold up be backpacked and you can use it instead of having to get a lift ticket. You just ride your snow bike up, ski down, ride your snow bike up, ski down, repeat until your four hour battery life is over. But this is like, why not just put something with a little baby seat on the treads in the back to propel you and you ski up like a skeezy. And then if it's that small, you just chuck it on your back and then ski down. I'm saying. What about if? What about you use yourself as the frame, and you use your skis hmm. on your hands, form of a ski bike, right? Well, yeah, you become the frame. Hmm. You attach the motor to the back of you, and you put some sort of like gloves with bindings, and you snap your gloves bindings or your uh, like boot clips into your skis and you kind of downward facing dog as a bike up the mountain. Hmm. You could do that or you could take the lift up and just ski down. We're just thinking outside the, uh, <laughs> outside the gondola right now. We're trying to think of, cause the, cause who wouldn't want that freedom? Just cruise up the hill. There's gotta be an easy way to do it. Yeah, it's called having a helicopter. Fucking make some money and have a helicopter and do whatever the fuck you want in life. That's what I'm saying. Didn't James Bond have like a helicopter hat where he can just kind of have the propellers come out and just take off? James Bond can get whatever he wants. He get a a job like, I want to go to the top of uh, some little mountains. Just drop me off there. Boom. He's there. Yep. So this is, this seems pretty badass. I got to tell you. I like it, it does seem pretty badass. I like the the idea of the ski bike. All right, so next up, I'm going to jump into one that I found like off the reservation here. Um, this is something one of our friends sent us uh, like last week. And it's something, you know, during COVID, a lot of people, me included, are a little bummed because 
travel's restricted. It's a little hard to get to places. And I'm afraid to go, go some places and travel and not be able to even ski because they have reservations and a whole bunch of stuff going on. So there's uh, homesick, which is the, the name of the company came up with a ski trip candle. So <laughs> the scent makes you uh, reminds you of a ski trip is what they're saying. And they're saying, you know, a cozy lodge lined with cedar beams, greet you with a roaring fire and a hot cup of cocoa, uh, perfect ending to the long day on the slopes. So they're saying it's frosted air scent, top note and warm Amber. I have no idea what the fuck that means. Like I love uh, the sound of it though. It sounds great, but what is frosted air smell? You know, I think I know what air frost, like the smell of that ionized air, maybe, but uh, mid notes, cinnamon, cocoa, and guiac wood. I have no idea what guiac wood is. Guacamole so. wood? Guacamole wood? <laughs> uh, guac wood. Um, and then the base notes, cedar, vanilla, patchouli. Of course we know that. Patchouli for all the weed places we hang out with, cedar and vanilla, just you know, being a human being. You, being you in the mountains, that. yeah. That's right. So sounds pretty awesome. I think I might want to order one of these 34 bucks. Uh, but let me tell you, if Type you're in, not able to, well, you could also put in the, the, uh, promo code ski bum podcast and get 0% off 0%, but you will get credit for maybe somebody saying, Hey, <laughs> really? why do you keep sending people? Why would someone put this in as the promo code? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, what you should um, do. Put in Ski Bump Podcast for the promo code for every website you go to this holiday season and see if anything works. <laughs> well, this reminds me of something where if you haven't skied in a while, like I was off the ski off the ski wagon for probably about I gotta say 10 or 12 years. And then I got back on the ski wagon or off the ski wagon. I don't know. What do they say? You're on the wagon if you're not drinking and you're off the wagon if you are? On the gondola and you're off the gondola. Just I was off the way. gondola. Now off the gondola, the gondola. And now I'm on the gondola. So I was off the gondola for like 12 years. Got back on the gondola and I love it. This might be the one thing to bring back those beautiful moments, those friendly memories, those great times that you had to get somebody, one of your friends back to get a pair of balls, grab a pair of tits and get back on the goddamn gondola. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> just grab the gondola, <laughs> just grab the gondola by the pussy. <laughs> Maybe you want to get your wife, your spouse, your girlfriend, back into skiing. Maybe you're a girl and you want your pussy man to get into skiing. You know, maybe this will be like, Hey, you know what? You know, you know, guy like maybe you could take a nice bath and have the ski trip thing and think that this is what a ski trip's like. And then you'll go to a fucking share house and be like, it's, it's like Lord of the flies. It but. smells like just old socks. Exactly. In this place. But, yeah. but if they bring the ski trip candle, it smells like ski trip. Class the place right up. Class it up. So just saying, might be a good idea. You could do worse. I'm, I'm thinking of buying one of these just to see what it smells like. Do it. It might smell like patchouli and ass. So we'll see. We shall see. Next up, vanilla. This is one that I found, and this is not ski related, but it could be. It is the dry ager, the original 
dry ager. It is a meat aging refrigerator. If you want to class up the ski house, this is the shit you got to get. Dude, do you want a restaurant quality steak from your own home? You got to get a goddamn dry ager. What you can also do here, you could also, you know, so obviously you think about doing it for steaks. You can also do it for like hams and salamis and charcuterie. Like, imagine if you had the ability and the. You can make your own charcuterie. You can make your own charcuterie. Imagine you had the financial, you know, you're at the place in your life, you've done well for yourself, where you could build your own house. And you're like, well, what am I going to put in my own house? You know, everyone does the, I want to have, you know, fancy bathrooms and nice big kitchen. That's all, all right, wonderful. So you design your own house. Where are you putting this? Garage, kitchen, bedroom, <laughs> bathroom. <laughs> I, think, I think in the auxiliary kitchen, because I can't just have one kitchen in a house. I need uh, an auxiliary kitchen. And the you're going to have a butcher area, aren't you? So next well, yeah. to the butcher kitchen. Yes. And, the that, butcher pantry. and that part is going to be right. Uh, it's going to have a walkout to a outdoor kitchen barbecue area so that I this have is... that inside. Then I go outside. I have my like crazy salamander for making my steaks. I've got a nice. pellet grill. I've got a, a natural gas grill. I got every type of grill I need to, so, to cook whatever I'm making. So let me ask you, knowing your background, mm-hmm. are you packing it with all steak and beef and pork or whatever? Or are we going to have some shankins hanging in there? We're going to go 80% beef. 80% and beef. And then and like a shankin stuck in there. We're definitely going to have a shankin or two. Yeah, some prosciutto, some shankin. Oh, yeah. Goddamn, like, yeah. like, what's that crazy Spanish ham that costs like, oh. like 200 bucks a pound or whatever? Not that oh, much. The, the jamon. The jamon. Is that they what call it, it jamon, but it's the leg. It's like it's the Spanish version of prosciutto. It's the leg of the the pork, and you you smoke it and you put it on a right. But with Spanish, they put it on like this nice little holder, and they just cut yeah, it off. Yeah, but there's this certain fancy one that they feed the pigs only acorns. Oh, the acorn one. I forgot what the hell. Yeah, there's the name some. Is. I had that a couple of years ago. My my father in law got it for Christmas or New Year's or something. Oh, it was so good. It was like melt in your mouth. Like it was like prosciutto that melted in your mouth. So what you got to do is you got to get your pigs that find the truffles, right? And then when they get old, you, you, you know, butcher them up and you, you put them in there and then you have them with the truffles. So you're eating what they found with them. It's fucked up. Like <laughs> what you about, have it all. What about like, you know how they have Kobe beef cows? What about you take your pig and you just give it weed all the time? <laughs> oh, that's a weedy pig. It's like a weed infused prosciutto. Imagine the imagine the barbecued ribs you can make with that. But would it be skunky or would it be good? Like depends, right? It depends on the pig. I guess we have to we have to experiment. You, f- you feed it that, and in the water you put the uh, sublingual too. So like you get them like <laughs> they'll be high all the time. They're like the highest fucking pigs. They'd be like. Just give like a friggin' trough full of tincture and see what the hell happened. Oh, you could have like a whole brand. Like, so what you got to do is farm to table, have your own farm of these weed driven pigs. People will fly in just to like, they'd be like, yeah, you have a meal and you just kind of crunk to table. Out. 
what you got to do is you have your, your farm next to your restaurant, farm to table, grow your own stuff, have your own pigs and cow that you feed all weed. And then a farm, we grow a lot of weed and other stuff that you serve with your meal. Cook and it all on your farm. They just go and eat table. They eat all the and animals then afterwards. No, no, the animals eat, but then the people go to eat the animals after, right? You know, stuff happens and they eat. And then afterwards, you have a whole relaxation, like Buddhist meditation place. Everybody just chills the Dude, fuck out. Maybe watch a light missing, show. You're missing the most obvious, beautiful part of that. The animals eat the weed, then they fertilize it with their own weed dookie. Yeah, that's right. Weed duke. Weed duke fertilizes and, the weed. And you could do a laser light show for the pigs, for the animals. I mean, it's what a win, pig? It's a circle win. Pink Floyd, pigs on the wing. It's all, it's, it all kind of, it's ipso factoing. It's cohesive. It's circle of life, 360 degrees. It's a circle of wins. I'm seeing that, like, if your uncle had this thing, it would be packed with fucking shankins. It'd be like a 12 of them in there. Just shankins. It'd be shankins and like Florida ceiling. Is that is that a is that a nice bottle of wine? No, that's Svetska that he made. Svetska Vasa. Yep. My eventual one day dream auxiliary kitchen will have a dry aging meat fridge. Then again, you could just make a little cubby hole, line it with like Himalayan salt, and then close it up. Have a little humidifier in there. You're fine. If you're gonna be a goddamn basic bitch. That's an easy way to do it. Same thing. What you do is you put your meat in there, your cigars, like you got to age everything and you got to like smoke it. You got to like humidify everything the same. Same. Yeah. This badass. They're not for the faint of heart or faint of wallet either. Like how about $7,000? How about it? Like a, a humidor with meat hanging in it. Yeah. Not a cigar guy. I get a few at the gas station every couple of years. You know, nothing fancy. You could have like a, a smoked, like, a smoky, like a Maduro beef cut. That'd be kind of cool. We'll have to experiment with that. We may have to. This is a car city, man. Tampa Cigar City. This is I can make that happen. This is your real house. Yeah, next up, I saw something really cool just as we were putting this together. So this is on some weird little site. It's not Etsy. So I was like, all right, Etsy has some cool stuff. I've gotten some cool stuff off of Etsy, like hand handmade stuff. But this is a personalized Alpine skiing knowledge life lessons tumbler. And on it, it's pretty cool because they have like they have like diagrams of like skis and some information on on that. They have Alpine skiing from 1936 and like the instruction on how to ski a hill through like the gates. So it's pretty cool stuff, a little bit nostalgic, but a little bit knowledgeable. It just looks pretty cool. That would nostalgic. be nice. Look. I like that knowledge and nostalgic together. Nostalgic. That's right. These are kind of the gifts that like, you can't get them everywhere. They're, you know, think about it for a lot of people, especially ski people, Usually people that have been skiing, traveled around, like they've had access to a lot of stuff. They appreciate a little bit more curated, unique things. So finer things in life, finer things, you know? So this looks pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I like that. And then we have one other thing that I thought was pretty helpful. And, you know, when you go traveling, especially, or, 
you know, if it's so easy to just take your boots, chuck them in your car or chuck them in your boot bag and forget about them traveling, you know, you're in a hotel, you just kind of chuck your boots off to the side. One thing that has been a huge game changer for my, as I think I feel like for, for my ski game is having a boot dryer. Yeah. And this one is one from odor stop. It's a boot and shoot dryer and deodorizer with heat nice. and a high output fan. Cause we you know we've all had those mornings where again, younger, we were dumber. We just threw our skis in the car on a cold night and you get into these cold, wet boots. You can barely get in them. You're like, why would I have done this? And then you go yeah. to like a fancy hotel. You go to like, what's the place at Snowbird? They have like the, the boot dryers there. Or when we were in Ishkill. We had that amazing room that had the heated floor <laughs> and the lockers. Love you get place. that and you're like, oh, so I can actually get up the next morning and have boots that are warm and comfortable and dry to put on. What a big you're difference that makes. Dry? Really? Yeah. Yeah. This one, I don't think this one is mobile. I think this is one that's you just kind of set up and, and have it on the floor of your chateau or house or condo, whatever you have. But I have a pair and I believe they're from Sirius or Sirius, however you want to pronounce it. The the snow, what are they called? The something rats, heat rats, maybe. And then there's little things you chuck them in your your boot or plug them into the wall. Super nice. I mean, you know, you you put them in overnight, wake up the next morning, they're just ready to go, nice and dry. And they're not, you know, it's it's cool the way they're shaped because they have a little fan in them usually, and the fan kind of like pulls the moisture and the odor and the you know everything out, and you know, kind of the way it points, it'll just kind of pull up boot and do its magic so that next morning you're ready to go uh yeah you kind of want to have a fan because that will dry out everything pretty well mm -hmm. and then if it does have a heater that's even better but you don't want it too hot because you don't want to fuck up your boots no and also having this is great in the uh you know end of the season make sure your stuff is dry because a lot of times the rot in your your uh, liner happens from moisture so if you get these you keep them in you put them in your boot every time you use them you get a lot more longevity out of your boot liner too which is you know if you spend good money you get like some a really high-end boot or you go to surefoot like us fancy folks did you know you want to make sure that you can keep these these boots and these liners working and, and being at the top of their game as long as possible yeah and off season if you do any hunting or you do a lot of work like off season and you wear boots and shit like that. Great to have hockey. You know, that's, that's another thing that little guy here plays hockey. Doesn't dry out his boots properly. We got a hanging rack. At least he hangs them, but, uh, should have a, like, you should have a dryer, you know, just a fan at least, you know? So it's good to have options for, for other stuff that you do. Um, the other thing you do is, is pop out the boot liners so you could dry the boot out and then put the, boot dryer in the liner just itself so yeah you know, but def definitely get one of these boot dryers that makes a huge difference and it'd be a great gift for the skier or snowboarder you know and love yep right awesome uh and last but not least why not get a highfalutin ski bum yeti rambler a shirt 
a hat, some swag represents the fact that you like skiing, that you like the crude comments that we have, the fun shit we bring to the table, the opera ski, the people that we know, the places that we've gone. Like, of course, saying, you know, wearing the, the silent, non crazy, like verbiage on just the nice logo. Why wouldn't you want to represent that? You know, and Just, you're, repre- you're representing small business, which has have all taken such a beating this year. Yeah, we'd love if you shopped at our shop. And I will tell you this Yeti tumbler. There is only one left. I great. use this thing every single day. I absolutely yep. love it. It works great for keeping things hot. Coffees, teas, Jaeger tea, whatever. Yeti's like the, the, the gold the standard, standard, if you will, in thermoses exactly. these days. And I w- with the whole, you know, COVID and limited apres ski, I'm not saying you should do this. We're not recommending this, but you could use this in the morning for your coffee when you go to the slopes. And All then day. on the way home, perhaps maybe give a little, little rinsey poo and then put a beer in here for your drive home. That's right. I'm it just, all works. I'm not saying I've done it multiple times. Yeah, I've taken I'm not that saying thing you on a should boat, do it on a boat in the summer, and everything stays cold in there forever. It's great. It's it's a wonderful piece of merch. I got to tell you, I use it every single day. I love it. Yep. So, those are some ideas for the skiers and snowboarders you love. If you have any other ideas, suggestions, recommendations, we'd love to hear it. Hit us up, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Under the ropes. We have one awesome story here. Awesome. Gets super, super creepy. Super creepy. Get paid to have your face painted onto a creepy, super realistic mask. God damn, that's fucking creepy. 2021 is the, or what is it, 2020? I was already going to the future. That's where my brain's at right now. I'm already, you're already thinking ahead. You're not living in the past. You think you're living the future, which I'm is good. in the future, babe. 2020 has really been the year of the mask. You know, we never would have thought. We just look at Asians wearing their masks and laugh at them. And now we're the ones all wearing masks because we have to prevent this. You're broke from getting this stupid disease from your dumb brother-in-law to be. This company in Japan, they've taken this to the next level. They watched the movie Face Off maybe a few too many times. Times, times 2020 is the only time this is possible. So this Japanese company, Kamenya Omoto, are setting up a specialty mask store and it's paying Tokyo residents three, you know, the equivalent of $380 to have their faces copied onto realistic 3D printed masks. Then the company will sell the 3D printed mask version of your face for $750. Damn. So the best part of that is if you, if you get somebody that is like, you know, well-known or something like that, you can walk into like a casino and they won't know you're counting cards. <laughs> or they'll treat um, you like a VIP. You can go find the best looking woman in the town, find out what her husband looks like, get his face printed, go home. Boom. That's like the movie Face Off. And you are hooking up. You're like, 
you know, how was she done, you're, you're taking the face off and be like, ha ha, you've been, you've been punked. <laughs> Konnichiwa. <laughs> Konnichiwa, bitch. <laughs> She's like, no, I got punked. You got, you got little penis. <laughs> so this is so freaking goddamn creepy. They said you can already pre-order the realistic mask of the store owner's face for about 750 bucks, but the company says it will start launching more face options soon. We will this buy is a fucked up business model. We want to buy your face. Yeah, and it says, of course, it could be a problematic if a stranger wears your face to commit a crime. In 2019, the BBC reported oh. a person who wore a realistic mask impersonating a French minister to steal millions of dollars. Fuck yeah. That's recent- the first thing I'd use it for. A recent study even proved that people have a hard time telling the difference between a real person and someone wearing a realistic face mask. Nice. We better jump on this soon so that we can like get like like big money stuff first. I can't believe I'm I mean I can, but I can't believe people will volunteer to get their stupid faces printed for 380 bucks and then someone else is gonna go. I mean, think about it. You're going to do a bank heist. You're going to go rape somebody. You're obviously going to go and buy this mask of someone else's face, right? But it's like fucking, it's like social media getting a bunch of likes. Like, oh yeah, they like my face so much that like, I'm responsible. I'm up for like 2,000 charges of rape and five counts of, of murder. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm well known. That's why everybody wants my face. Like it's, I don't know. This seems like the worst idea ever. Editing. Or you could go full Guy Fox, where everyone's wearing the mask and no one knows who anybody is. Like that's maybe this that's goddamn Black Mirror in real life. This I I can't believe this company is actually doing this. This is madness. Right? They're gonna put this face on one of those crazy uh, Boston Dynamics dogs that's gonna come rip your your face off. It's gonna be like you're gonna see this dude coming at you. I can see in the future those like robot dogs just having some sort of like mirror face so that when you look at them, all you see is yourself in this robot. Like when Luke Skywalker has the trippy vision where he like killed Darth Vader and he opens the mask and it's his face in Darth Vader. Like that's what they're going to do. They're going to have robot (laughs) dogs with mirrors. So we see ourselves in the dog that we enable this technology that's going to kill us. Dude, on a psychological level, there's a lot of fucking analysis that needs to go with your brain right now. That's not that's a whole fucked up area right there. Dude, if I <laughs> they tried to 3D print my brain right now, that 3D printer would blow up. I'm telling you. There's just neurons. The, the neurons that are firing right now, they're vaporizing COVID. They're just they're metabolizing THC allegedly. They got this sex tuple dry hop triple India pale ale going on. I mean, there's just I feel like lawnmower man right now. Like I was like this this dullard, and then just I just gave it a little beef liver injection, and now it's just all over the place. It's like Kanye West. Like I one second. I just said a prayer. Genius. I'm a genius. <laughs> genius. Well, th- you just mentioned 3D printing. So now you don't have to buy this shit. You just 3D print somebody's face and be like, boom, face off, face on, face off. Like, do you remember? Remember, like the 80s like thing with the, with the right oh, with the Jake, people. Jake and Haga, the man of yeah, a thousand faces, the faceless people. That are you? Like, it's like chucking faces on. What about like? Remember, like back in the day, like the 80s. The big thing was to like photocopy your butt at like the company Christmas party. 
That's what it. if you like 3D printed your butt on one of these things? Just put it on your face. And you'd be like, man, I printed my DNA at the company party. What about that? <laughs> it's fucked up. And anyone, making, DNA anyone making photocopies for the next two weeks got a little bit of me. <laughs> That's right. That ain't white out, my friend. <laughs> Don't lick it and scratch it because it's not, not going to be tasty. 3D printing your butt wearing it on your face. Oh. Uh, you know there had to be some accidents when that was going on. I wonder if anyone's ever been thrown out of a restaurant, store, shopping center for having like really something gross on their mask. Again, the old Goatsy photo from back in the day, one of the original photo bombs that people would would send to each other, where it was a, we believe, allegedly gay gentleman who is like got his like fingers in his butt cavity like holding it open and it looks like you can fit like a medicine ball in there like it's damn what so kind of you, porn are you watching it's not porn this is like one of the original photo bombs people would just send you it's oh, like oh check this out hey look it's uh christina applegate's like naked butt and you're like whoa and it's like this is dude holding his friggin uh nice <laughs> holding the uh the back entrance of the barn open but imagine it's like a, you had that the original two girls one cup. Oh, this is before. It's even before that. It's photo version of the two girls one cup. Super old school. But yeah, like that <laughs> two girls one cup. I remember speaking of Atlantic <laughs> City. Speaking of Atlantic City, I was in Atlantic City at the Apple Store, and it was when two girls one cup had like just come out, and I just went to all the computers and just typed. <laughs> Typed it in and like left it on the browser open. It's boom. Kids are like staring, like, "Mommy, what's that?" I want some ice cream too, mommy. Oh. Well, the oh. well, the Virginia City buffet is just right across the boardwalk. Timmy, right? You can get that there, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Terrible. See, if, but if you didn't you laugh, face, who's they don't know? even know. Who's there? Who's gonna know? Boom. If you didn't laugh at something in the last five minutes, I just I feel bad for you. But there was yeah. just comedy gold right there. COVID's killed your sense of humor. Oh my god, it really has. Your taste buds real. and your sense of humor. That's that's a real one that's suffering. Really your sad. sense of humor. Gina virus destroyed your mm-hmm. sense of smell. Big big gina, big gina virus. Big From gina. gina. Virus. <laughs> the big gina. I wonder if he calls, I wonder if he refers to China as the big China. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I had a call with the prime minister of the big China. The big guy? You mean the big guy? No, the big guy. Big China. We're working big out China. with the, uh, working out the, <laughs> the, the, um, uh, what we call the trade deal with the China? With the China. This is called, this is called China, China. What would they do? They're like, no, we don't like what you're calling us. I mean, what's well, like, okay, so, like there's so many countries, like Germany is like Alemania, you know, there's all these different terms. Yeah. It's actually what's well, in Germany is Deutschland, in Spanish, it's Alemania, in the US, yeah. Germany. Like, like, really, like, we're just going to take what you name your country and be like, yeah, you know what, we don't really want to call you that. We're going to call you this instead. Well, now in American, we call it China. Doesn't Greece have like a really cool name, but we're like, hey, Greece, a bunch of greasy people over there. We're calling it Greece. 
<laughs> I don't even know how the words came out, right? Just so we do. Yeah, we just like, yeah, we're gonna call you this. So how about that? That's what did Ellis Island, apparently. Like Ellis yeah. Island used to be, you know, people would come over, they had these really cool names, and yeah, like I remember hearing a story about some guy had some, you know, whatever Russian Jew had some some like long, complicated last name. Like, yeah, I wouldn't call you Eat Man. Like, Damn. what? Like that—that's your your Eat Man now. That's your last name. All right. Like, so a lot of people, you know, like so it was all got, assholes with no sense of humor. were working at Ellis Island, like fucking with people's names. Pretty much. Think of that. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm too ignorant and stupid to actually call you by your real name, so I'm just gonna make some shit up. That's what we're gonna call you. Yeah. You're now known as Tony Tuba. How about that? Tony Tuba. Your last name is Tuba. <laughs> a lot of people's last names were changed because of that. Yes. Like and sometimes the spelling and sometimes completely changed. Godfather, place. remember? Yeah. Andolini was his last name. That's where he was from. Corleone. Was it Corleone they were from? And the last name was Andolini? I think that was it. And they called him Corleone because yeah. they were from Corleone. Corleone. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy how things work. So if you want to be young Robert De Niro from Godfather 2, you can have yourself 3D printed as that, I'm sure, from this creepy ass place. And then you could buy that mask for 750 bucks. But I want to almost say almost say the new Ellis Island is the new social media. You're not known as Brian, you're known as BJ581. <laughs> 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 right yeah what's your handle you have to choose your name your identity yeah 69 right <laughs> so <laughs> our buddy uh what's his face let's not say their name won't say his name uh he smoked crack by accident you know that guy <laughs> so he goes out starts looking for a job we call him accident. accident. <laughs> so he starts looking for a job and he realizes his handle on on inst uh, what was it his handle on facebook or linkedin or whatever his email he was using was like microsoft sucks whatever number <laughs> and he's like so he's sending out these resumes and he's like what the fuck you know these people looking at my resume weird like he went to interviews and they're looking weird and and then he realized like oh fuck they're probably looking at my my thing he's like what does it say? He's like, he never really checked. And it's like, how many people went with like, you know, big cock 99 is my, dude, is that my... was like, like the original, like AOL, like Yahoo oh, yeah. days. And like... it's, well, and it's at AOL.com. Like yeah. you fucking really you still have AOL and you're in programming. Like it's like really? big pimp 69 at AOL.com. <laughs> Exactly. And people are like, yes, I want a job to be your compliance officer, your HR manager. Like, really, dude? Like, with that? <laughs> well, that was the big thing. Like, the, I remember going to like a resume writing course and like after college and like, like, make sure your email address is not something, <laughs> something stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Nose like, picker, chunky trans, ass, transformer like lover. Yeah. 007. Yeah. Mr. Huggies. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Don't do anything creepy like that. Yeah, but that but was yeah. one of those things people didn't think about it and, you know, just made your stupid email address back in, like, the late 90s and then you're like, but mm. it was funny and cool and now, actually, that's what you're known as. Hey, Mr. Huggies, what's up? 
Yeah, because you just when you go into your social media, you just kind of use that same handle because it's it be, yeah. you became that. It's like you were this thing before. You were a person with a first name, a last name. Perhaps you were baptized and you had a Christian name. And then you became this handle, this alternate version of you. Ipso facto, the no the new Ellis Island. The new Ellis Island. We've oh. created it's sort of like Ellis Island. Actually, it's like Etsy Island. Because you're building yeah. something, you're creating something. Etsy Island. We did it ourselves. We did ourselves. We built ourselves. We formed. It's like art imitates life. Life imitates art. Yep. And then and the Yang. people supporting that art change it on you, and they tell you what they want. It's fucked up. I don't want to get to it. We're not even going about. there, man. We're keeping it real. We're keeping it in the safe space right now. Keeping it real. Well, I guess that wraps up the old podcast for the week. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out. Skibumpodcast.com. We have a shop. Skibumpodcast. Skibumpodcast.com slash shop. There's just so many words and syllables and S's going on in there. If you want to support us, donate to our cause. We appreciate that. Links on the website. Subscribe to our newsletter. We haven't put one out lately. We need to get one out there. It's very important. Yeah, about that. That's that's on my mind. Go to the site. Sign up there. Socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, untapped at Ski Bone Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay fluent. See ya.